You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Book of Philippians, and let's notice chapter number two. The book of Philippians, chapter number two. This is the book of the epistle of Paul, Paul the apostle in the book of Philippians chapter number two, Paul says in the fifth verse of scripture, notice what he says, let this mind, I'm reading out of the new King James version. Before I go forward, let me see a Bible check tonight. Hold up your Bibles. Those that have your Bibles, hold your Bibles high so folk can see. Look around the church at folk that brought their Bibles tonight. Isn't this a good sight? Isn't this a good sight? Amen. Amen. I recognize some of you are visitors, but we, we believe in bringing our Bibles. If you're fortunate to come back, bring, bring your Bible. Bring your Bible with you. That's important. Philippians 2, but we're happy to see you. Even if you don't have a Bible tonight, we're happy to see you. If you don't have a cell phone where you can access one, look on with your neighbor. You say, why is he stressing that tonight? I want you to look with me into the scriptures. I don't want you to leave tonight and say what that preacher said. That's what he thinks. That's how he feels. No, I want you to see for yourself that it is the Bible. One of the saddest things taking place in the church nowadays is that preachers are no longer preaching out of the Bible. Come on, somebody. Philippians chapter number two and verse number five, Paul says to the church at Philippi, let this mind. Be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let's read it together on three. Are you ready? One, two, three. Let this mind. Come on, there's too many folks in here for us to sound that low. Y'all ready? Let's get excited. On three, ready? One, two, three. Let this mind. Notice when Paul talks about it, he wants this mind to be in not some of the saints, but in all of the saints. He wants saints to have the mind of Christ. Notice because he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in, watch this, Christ Jesus. The word Christ in the Hebrew is the word Christos which means the anointed one, the anointed one. Paul wants the church to have the mind of Christ. The church in the Greek is the word ekklesia. Again, the word Christ in the Greek is Christos, the anointed one. The word church in the Greek ekklesia, the called out ones, the brethren, the assembly, of the saints, of the people of God. 
He wants the people of God to possess the mind of Christ. Christ, again, the anointed one. And so our theme for 2023 is a Christ-minded church. Our theme for 2023 is a Christ-minded church. But because, again, Christ deals with the anointed one or the anointing, my subject tonight is going to be an anointed mind. I want to deal with an anointed mind. If you don't mind, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor the subject tonight is an anointed mind. Woo, I want you to look at one more person and ask him a heart. Do you have an anointed mind? Go ahead and answer them tonight. If you have it, say, I know I got it. I know I got it. If you don't, tell them I'm working on it. Tell them I need it. Come on, let's give God a praise for our subject on tonight. Our theme, a Christ-minded church. And our subject for tonight, again, being an anointed mind. I'm excited because tonight, as well as if the Lord should tarry, we are going to get an opportunity to deal biblically with our mind. When it comes to the mind, I want us to understand tonight that the mind is, to me, the battleground. That is the battleground. That is where things will take place. The mind is the battleground. And you have to ask yourself, when we consider the mind being the battleground, are you winning the battle? Are you winning the battle? When, when the mind is the battleground, it is important that I win the battles, that I am victorious when things attack my mind. There is nowhere in this earth that a person can hide from being attacked. You're going to be attacked. Come on, somebody. You're, and you're primarily going to be attacked in your mind. You got to understand that you can lock yourself up in a room and not come out of that room for three days, not talk to any other human being, but yet your mind can still be under attack. See, somebody ought to give me an amen tonight because, because you've been in a place, watch this, where you were looking good on the outside. Oh, oh, come on, somebody. You look like you had it together on the outside, but you was battling big time in your mind. Oh, I wonder, has anybody ever battled in your mind to the point to where folks around you didn't really understand how serious that battle was? I said they didn't recognize how serious what you was going through was. And all of us probably have the testimony tonight that we haven't won every battle. No, I haven't won every battle. I, there are some battles that I have lost. There are some things that not only entered my mind, can I teach it tonight, but it seemingly took over my mind. It began to control my mind. Now, the reason some of us are not where we need to be tonight is because we're not winning the battle that's going on in our mind. 
Some of you are stuck in a place that God doesn't even desire you to be in, but you're losing the battle when it comes to being who he wants you to be. Oh, can we just keep it 100 tonight? Can we keep it 66 refuge? Can we keep it 66? There are people tonight that the only reason you're still hanging tight with the wrong people is because you're not winning the battle in your mind. And so we have to take that time to deal with our minds. And it is my prayer that we would have, again, the mind of Christ. Three things I want us to understand about the mind tonight. Number one, the mind is the place where we generate thoughts, ideas, and perceptions. Again, the mind is the place where thoughts ideals and perceptions are generated. And see, that's the thing about your mind is that the enemy can work on your mind in your sleep. Come on, I say he can work on your mind while you are trying to rest. Oh, there's some of us have, have slept eight to ten hours, but because the enemy was working at our minds, I wonder, have you ever awakened from ten hours of sleep, yet you still felt restless? Have you ever felt like you were fighting in your sleep, getting no rest? See, that's that battle of the mind, taking things to bed with you. It don't need to be in bed with you. Continuing to think upon things that are unproductive and don't seemingly have the power or you're not utilizing the power to cast down things that are coming to destroy you. Again, the mind is the place where we generate thoughts, ideal, and perceptions. But the mind is also the place where we store knowledge and understanding. Again, the mind is the place where we store knowledge and understanding. Remember Jeremiah 3 and 15, Jeremiah said, I will give you shepherds, God said through Jeremiah, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Now, if God is going to feed us with knowledge and understanding, then we have to store up that knowledge. We have to store up that understanding for the things that we go through from a day-to-day basis. Are you still with me tonight? Again, the mind is the place where we store knowledge and understanding. And so the enemy often attacks us in order to steal the knowledge and the understanding that God deposits in us. See, God is going to give everybody tonight knowledge and understanding. But according to John 10 and 10, there is a thief who come not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. Oh, let, 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 let me just teach it right. There are times that the enemy is attacking you, and he's not after your car. He doesn't want your house. He's after the knowledge and the understanding that God deposited within you. Because if he can steal the knowledge and the understanding that God deposited in you, you can have the house, but you won't enjoy it. You can have the car, but there's no enjoyment 
out of it. Why? The enemy is robbing you of what God gave you so that you can enjoy the material things that he blessed you with. And don't act religious on me as if you are against material things. God himself loads us down with material things. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. And so the enemy is after the knowledge. He's after the understanding that God is depositing in you tonight. Those of you that are here tonight, you have the enemy, if you will, nervous because he didn't want you to come tonight. He wanted you to make up an excuse. He didn't want you receiving what you're getting tonight. You say, Pastor, why is that? Because you just might use it. Somebody just might put the word into action. Been going to church for years, but not using the word. But what if you put the word into action? Come on, somebody. And so I had to learn how to guard my mind. Especially when God gives you a right now word, when He gives you a 911 message, thieves are coming to steal the knowledge, the understanding. What did Jesus say? When the word is sown into the heart of the man, then the devil cometh to try to take the word out of the heart. Lest you should believe and be saved. And so when it comes to the mind, it is again where we store knowledge and understanding. And you have to guard it when you give it. Or when you get it, you have to live it out in your life. You have to apply it. Come on, somebody. Stuff going to happen on your job. God don't have you in church giving you knowledge and understanding for something to happen on your job. And you act a fool. No. He done taught you that everybody don't like you. Come on. Some of you God had to tell you, I put you here, but there are those that don't like that I put you here. Come on. Anybody ever got blessed and folks showed you they didn't like you getting blessed. They let you know they didn't like what God was doing for you. But see, God has to teach us how to deal with people. Not just those that, 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 are, that, that are just smiling and seemingly happy. But you got to learn to deal with folk that act like they're happy for you. But they're really not. And the only reason you know they're really not is because of the knowledge and the understanding that God gave you. Come on, I learned to deal with people that smiled in my face. But to have God tell me, you can't trust him. Don't ever trust him. Oh, somebody dealing with some folk like that tonight, they smiling, they saying all the right things. But God be giving you discernment of their true motives and their true intentions. Ooh, hey. They are folk that's on assignment to destroy homes. There are folks on an assignment to destroy marriages. Where you at, my brother? Every cute woman that's smiling your face is not really after you, brother. You're not really all that. 
She's a home wrecker. Whoa. And you are her new assignment. You have to be careful. Woman on the job telling you how great you are. See, you 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 gotta slow down, brother. And you can't fall out of love with that woman at the house because she's telling you what's not great about you. Oh, see, it's gonna be that information that elevates you. It's gonna be that truth that frees you. Some brothers can't handle a compliment. You're a nice looking man. Keep walking, brother. That's all it was. You're a nice looking man. Keep it moving. No need to turn around. Why you think that? Are we right about it? Finally, and what I wanted to stick with us tonight in reference to the mind, is that the mind represents the attitude. The attitude. And so we're talking tonight about an anointed mind. We need to have an attitude that we know we are anointed to deal with stuff. See, when you have an anointed mind, you have to recognize about yourself that I'm anointed to deal with more than I think I can deal with. See, when a person is truly anointed, you're not just anointed for what you can handle, but God has anointed you for what you can handle with him. See, I said something then that went over some forehead. You're not truly anointed if everything you do is centered around your own power. But when you have an anointed mind, an anointed attitude, you recognize even in battles that I'm anointed to deal with this. Come on. When people walk out, you got to recognize they walked out, but I'm anointed to keep walking without them. When you're mistreated, you have to know you're anointed not to mistreat those who mistreat you. Come on. See, it's something about having that anointed mind that a person can cuss you out. But because you anointed, you don't have to cuss them back. But so many times in the church, we sell ourselves short. We underestimate ourselves. And don't really recognize Who's with us? Are you with me tonight? I said sometimes people underestimate themselves. They deceive themselves. And don't really recognize that when you have an anointed mind, when you have the mind of Christ, 
You have a mind that you can get knocked down. But when you have an anointed mind, you get back up. Come on. Come on. That's all the reason some of us here tonight. That's the reason some of us still in the will of God. You got knocked out a couple of times this year. But see, with an anointed mind, you rise up. Come on, who, who am I teaching to tonight? You, you, you learn how to get back, get back up. And that takes something. Because some people get knocked down and they never get back up. There are folk in here tonight who've gotten knocked down in life. And because you didn't have the mind of Christ, because you didn't have an anointed mind, you allowed that situation to define you. And it's still defining you up until tonight. That's the reason we need the mind of Christ. We need to be able to handle things the way Christ handled them. To go through things the way he went through them. Are you listening to me tonight? But notice what Paul says in Philippians 2. Paul said, let this mind. Notice what he said. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind. Number one, to let means to allow something to be so. This means we need to be taught. Because if you ain't careful, again, you'll sell yourself short. And say, Pastor, I, I, I can't do it. But see, that's not Bible. Because if I couldn't have the mind of Christ, Paul would have never told us to let it be so. To allow it to be so. And a lot of times people are not just underestimating themselves when it comes to having the mind of Christ. But a lot of times it's demonic activity. It's people giving place to the devil. And so when it comes to them having the mind of Christ, many saints don't have it. They don't have it. And it's because of demonic activities. But notice again, Paul said, let this mind be in you. Allow it to be so, number two, he's saying, don't prevent this from being so. Don't prevent it from being so. Don't resist this. We need to let this thing be so. Let this mind be in you. Allow it to happen. And see, to have the mind of Christ, like it or not, God has to work on us. Come on, yes, he do. He has to work on you. I 
know somebody didn't like that, but he has to work on you. I said he has to work on me. You think where I am tonight, I've had this mind since being saved? No. No, he had to work on me. I said he had to work on me. He had to correct me. He had to straighten me. Has God ever straightened anybody in here? Has God ever had to straighten your thoughts? Listen to me. What another person didn't know about you, God straightened it because he knows all. I said he knows all. Come on, I said he knows all. And see, to have the mind of Christ, we have to allow God to work on us. That's when every message is not designed to make you dance. Come on. It's designed to work on our minds. Such as a message tonight. God is going to work on our minds tonight. I'm not interested tonight in a theme that rhymes. God worked with my mind. Get me prepared for what you have for me. Can I, can I, can I just say it right tonight? There are many of you, you don't have things tonight that you should have. That's a strong word right there. Therefore, who should already be possessing certain things tonight, but you don't have it. You don't have it. And the reason you don't have it is your mind. How many in here would be honest tonight that there are times that you know God is working on you, but you stop the process? Get upset with how he's doing it. Don't like what he says to you. Some of you, it's actually God correcting you through people. So don't get mad at them. This is God getting you ready. Oh, y'all ain't liking this tonight. Some of you not liking it. This God getting you ready. This God dealing with you tonight. This message is personal. But it's going to help all of us line up tonight. But God has to deal with us. If I'm going to have the mind of Christ... In one sense, I need to lose my mind. Let me tell you something about people. Not all, but let me tell you something about people. Their folk don't like you telling them how they ought to think. You want to upset some folk? Let them say something. And then your comeback here. You should never say nothing like that. I don't know why you thinking the way you think. Oh, so you supposed to be me? Oh, oh, and this church for favor one. I'm grown. You can be grown, but God still needs to work on your grown self. Yes, He do. Well, I'm a man. You can be a man, but He still needs. See, this year God going to work on leaders. I said he's going to work on leaders this year so that when he's done, listen to this, you're going to be the leader he wants you to be. 
Because he's going to work on our minds. You're going to be the wife he wants you to be. You're going to be the happy single person he wants you to be. Woo! Your desperate days are ending tonight. Your chasing days are ending tonight, woman. Because he's going to work on your mind. But notice, according to Paul, even when God works on our minds, we have to allow it to be so. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let it be so. Let this mind be in you. Let it be in you. Notice Isaiah. This is important tonight. Notice Isaiah. Notice the book of Isaiah. This is important tonight. Notice the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. We're talking about having an anointed mind. Talking about having an anointed mind. I hope when some of you leave tonight that the word kind of got under your skin. And even in days to come, I pray the word tonight still be dealing with you. If you leave here tonight and go to Waffle House. Yeah, I'm praying you be sitting there cutting your waffle in that word. Dealing with you. Just be dealing with you. Even if they burn the waffle. I want, I want you to just... I want the waiter to come and you just say, ma'am, this is uh, this is too well done. Come on. I want to work. I don't want you up in there. They don't know me. No. I want that word to work on you. Come on. When spouses are, are disagreeing. I don't want the neck rolling wives. I, 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 I want wives that can. Lord, give me what to say. Show me how to approach them. See, I want that word to I want that word to work on us tonight. Are y'all with me? <laughs> Isaiah fifty five. Yeah, because some of us we don't we don't allow it to be. Well, Pastor, I had the mind of Christ when the praise team up. I got the mind of Christ on Sunday morning. But so much more happens beyond Sunday morning. Y'all know I'm right about it tonight. Most of the things defeating us are not defeating us on Sunday morning. But notice Isaiah 55. Listen to what God says through the prophet. He said, for my thoughts, Isaiah 55 and 8. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways 
my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, y'all better stay with me, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Look at somebody real quick and say, when it comes to having the mind of Christ, you have to desire it. I said, you have to desire it. Because there are times that we're handling things, but we're not handling things the way he wants us to handle. We're going about doing things, but we're not doing them the way he wants them done. See, this reading he's saying through the prophet, when it comes to my thoughts, we have to understand, we have to desire God's thoughts. Are y'all listening? That never means that you're going to get on the same level with God. We'll never be on the same level as God. But I need his thoughts. You want to get yourself in trouble. Start reacting to things according to your own thoughts. Start making decisions. And the only reason you made that decision is because you wanted to do it. You're going to find, like I did, that your best ideals can go wrong. Come on, somebody. Many of us are a product of allowing God to help us to think the way he thinks. This means this message is so good. Lord, show me what I need. Listen, the Bible said, in all your ways, acknowledge who? Him. And what are you going to do? Direct your paths. See, an anointed mind, you don't move until God say move. And when God say move, you don't have to have a dime in your pocket. Though what you move into requires money because you have an anointed mind of the mind of Christ. You move with or without money. What my saints said to know this word is right. You don't wait till you get all your ducks in a row. No, I'm moving when he says move. Because you can get all your ducks in a row. And then move, and the season is over to move. God will tell you to move, and you don't have a job. God will tell you to apply for a company that ain't hiring. I know I'm right about this thing. God will tell you to possess something that others are telling you you can't afford. And the reason some of us have things we have, this is going to be tough, but it's right. It ain't because God gave it to us. If you possess junk tonight, every good and every perfect gift is from above. God don't give his people junk. We go get junk. We go get junk because we think, well, I can afford junk. I got junk money.
See, I'm, I'm telling you what I know tonight. It takes something. You have to have a strong desire to make sure that when you're moving, when you're deciding, when you're doing things, that you have the mind of God. Why? Because he just told us that my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways, listen to what God said, are not your ways. See, there are times that God would tell you to be still when you want to move. Come on. Don't act like you ain't heard five crackles. I said, God will tell you. Come on, me, some of us getting distracted by a little five crackles. You don't hear five crackles. These are folks excited about nothing. You getting something to really get excited about. You need to be hearing firecrackers in your spirit tonight. Oh, I'm right about it. I said, I'm right about it. I got to hear him close this time. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways. Watch how far off we are sometimes. He said, as high as the heavens are from the earth, so are my ways. That's a long way. That's a long way, saints. That's God telling us in a nice way. You do things and you're not on the same page with me. See, you can't just do something, speak in a false tongue, and think it's going to work out. No. No, you can Honda, Toyota, and Subaru... This word right tonight. We have too many saints who don't have an anointed mind. <laughs> Listen, when it comes to serving, we need the mind of God. You can't serve without anointed mind. One of the most dangerous things happen in church, and I want y'all to remember this in the universal church. Is that saints now, when it comes to what they're going to do, there's an attitude and a spirit in the church now that people do things when it's convenient. And if it's not convenient, they don't do it. See, when it comes to serving, we need the mind of Christ when it comes to serving. That's when so many people are in church, but they're not serving. Because it may not be convenient. But how many recognize there'll be times that God will tell you to do something, and he know it's not convenient. Come on, I say he know it's not convenient. Well, I know I should be in the music ministry, but they practice on Thursday night. And it just so happened that my show, my series come on on Thursday night. Well, that's when we bowl on Thursday night. This is happening because in the church there are a lot of folk who don't have the mind of Christ when it comes to serving. If it is not convenient, they don't do it. 
If they have to sacrifice, they won't do it. If it costs them something, they won't do it. When it comes to giving, we need the mind of Christ when it comes to giving. Giving is your way out. I'm going to say it again. Giving is your way out. But yet some don't give because it's not convenient. I actually had a person tell me that tithing was hurting them. God never ordained tithing and giving as that which hurts us. I'm about to come in. But when you have the mind of Christ, whether you tithing, giving, or helping somebody, you see the blessing or the benefit in doing so. I, the whole church should have got excited. All the givers should have got excited. I see the blessing in giving. For to whom much is given, much is required. I see the benefit in helping people. Come on. And I see a benefit in helping people who can't do nothing for me in return. Because some of us are deal if we play in that, I give to you, you give to me thing. But look how much God gave. Can any of you repay him? No. I give off all of my increase. Every time God increases me, the first thing I do is give. Boy, it got quiet then. Yeah, it got quiet then. But see, an anointed mind. Do you know what breaks the back of poverty? Giving. Giving. Woo! Giving. Not working. Giving. Not two jobs. Giving. Not investing. Giving. Proverbs 22 and 10 and 22 say that the blessings of the Lord makes one rich. If you keep giving to God, you are going to be rich. You know why some folks ain't clapping? They don't understand what rich means. They only understand rich from money standpoint. When you're rich, you're productive in every aspect of life. It can't just be money because billionaires are killing themselves. You break the back of poverty through giving. When it comes to praying, we need the mind of Christ when it comes to prayer. 
when it comes to suffering. We need the mind of Christ. Suffering is not a time to give up. It's a time of learning. The psalmist said it was good for me that I have been afflicted that I may learn your statutes. When God ordains a, a season of suffering, you don't quit. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, when it comes to suffering, you need an anointed mind to go through the right way. Oh, look at somebody else again. Act the right time. When it comes to suffering, you need an anointed mind to know that it's working for your good. Come on. Have we crossed over yet? Listen. There are some things happening this year. God going to make it work for you in the upcoming year. There's a lot of stuff we went through in 22. That's about to pay off in 23. Come on, let's give him a praise for crossing over. If we ain't there, we close. Come on, I want everything in here to stand and give God praise. Come on, I want you to act like he brought you through. I want you to act like he brought you through. And you glad about it. Oh, I want to hear some hallelujahs. I want to see some folk turning in victory. And I want you excited like you know the best is still yet to come. If you don't mind, high five at least two folks and tell them he ain't through with me yet. Tell another person like you real excited. It ain't over yet. Ooh. I'm seeing it in some folks' eyes tonight. It ain't over for me, Pastor. It's just beginning. Now be seated for a few more moments. Let me work on this mind. I ain't got but a few more moments. If I don't do that for leading night, he didn't let it cross over. Pastor preach right through the new year. But see, now y'all will give me 10 minutes to close it out. Y'all don't understand what made me the pastor I am. It was years of getting excited, but really no foundation. No foundation. Enemy still killing and destroying. And I'm dancing at church. That got old quick. I wanted God to arm me with his word. I still dance at church. But when enemies show up. See now 
I got an anointed mind. Thieves just don't steal like they used to steal. Why? I got an anointed mind. Folk don't tell me what I can and can't have. I got an anointed mind. According to Isaiah 10 and 27, Isaiah himself said that the anointing destroys the yoke. The anointing destroys the yoke. See, if we have the mind of Christ, if we have an anointed mind, that means things attack our mind, attack our assignment, attack our purpose, but you have what you need to destroy that. The anointing destroys the yoke. You don't stay depressed for days when you have an anointed mind. You are not limited to living a life on Prozac or any other antidepressants your whole life. You don't take stress leaves. I'm going to teach it if the whole church get mad. Anxiety attacks. Can't sleep without taking something. What's this popular thing that folk taking now? Melatonin. I hope I pronounce it wrong so you'll see I ain't familiar with it. It's something wrong when folk, they tell you all about it. Perhaps you don't pronounce it like that. This is my dosage. This is what I do. Let me tell you something. When you got an anointed mind. Now listen. Now listen. This is true. You don't let trouble. You don't let people. You don't let demons rob you of sweet rest. No, you not with an anointed mind. All hell can break loose. But when it's time to go to sleep, you should be at peace. See, the anointing destroys the yoke. The anointing also empowers. See, when you have an anointed mind, you have been empowered to think the way you need to think. Are y'all hearing me? Let's deal with two scriptures and get out of here. Look at Philippians, the fourth chapter. Look at Philippians chapter four. Lord have mercy. I know a long message, but again, I told you I had to deal with a number of people tonight. And I appreciate y'all. No church this morning, though. You ain't coming back at 10. If you do, these doors will be locked. We ain't against you shouting in the parking lot either. Philippians 4 and 2. Now watch this now. Because sometimes in the clothes, we in the same church, we in the same auxiliaries, we in the same household with different minds. I said sometimes we're in the same church, the same auxiliary, and living in the same household with different minds. That's counterproductive. Notice Philippians 4 and 2. I got one more scripture after this and then we're done. Philippians 4 and 2. Remember we're talking about an anointed mind. 
See, when we have the mind of Christ, what I want every one of you to understand when you leave here tonight, that is what unites us. Because we always go have some differences that don't matter. But having the mind of Christ, having an anointed mind, that's what unites us. Do y'all understand that? I don't want to be in the same church and we got different minds about that which matters. No. We need the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ unites believers. This used to be a given in the first century church. Now in this new age church, folk join churches and come to churches and don't even agree with the doctrines. That ain't right. We got to have the mind of Christ. We need an anointed mind. Lord have mercy. Philippians 4 and 2. Listen what Paul had to, had to deal with in the church. Listen what he had to deal with in the church. He said, I implore you, Daya. I implore Sunichi to be of the same mind in the Lord. You see that? He said, I implore. I earnestly and sincerely ask of you. I urge you. To be of the same mind. What's going to help them to be of the same mind? The mind of Christ. But remember, the mind of Christ is what we have to allow. It's what we have to allow. Homes don't need to go on continually being divided. We got to get the mind of Christ in our homes. Deacons don't need to be divided. They need to be together. Ministers need to be together. Leaders need to be together. Leaders need to be on the same page with pastor. Pastor not a dictator, but if pastor got the mind of Christ, don't bring your mind into this. Come on. And don't slow me down. I mean, don't want nobody slowing you down. I got the mind of Christ. I have an anointed mind. You can't carry folk who don't have the same mind. Come on. In 2022, many of you were dragging dead weight. Come on. Many of you spent too much time trying to make people be something they didn't want to be. He said, I implore you, I, I ask of you urgently that you would have the same mind. What God is getting ready to do in this small church, the place he wants to take us to. We don't just need three folks in the church with an anointed mind. We don't just need a couple of people with the mind of Christ. We desire everyone who connects to have the mind of Christ. Am I right about that? Didn't they remember to have it? You must allow him to work on you. Final scripture, we're done. Romans 2. This is it. Romans 2. Thank y'all for your patience. Romans 2. 
Romans 2. Romans 2. What's dividing churches is people not being on the same page. What's dividing homes is people not being on the same page. Come on, somebody. How many expecting some great things this year? You need an anointed mind to accomplish it. I said you need an anointed mind to accomplish that. You need the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. Allow it to be so. Remember what I said earlier? Don't prevent it. Don't resist it. Tell somebody real quick before we go to the last script. Say, throughout this year, you must remember God is going to work on you. Tell somebody, get ready. For him, for many of us, to wake you up in the night hours. Have you in a room, just meditate. Driving with your radio and your sound system off. Because on your way to work, you just meditating on what he wants you to get done this year. Things he wants you to get accomplished. It's time for many of you to mark off some things that you done wrote down. Time to cross some things off. How do we do it? The one thing you have to be able to do, the one thing I have to be able to do to have an anointed mind, to consistently have the mind of Christ is found in Romans 12 and 2, and then we'll be done tonight. Paul said, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Tell your neighbor, we must renew our mind. When you get attacked, don't quit. Renew your mind. When something don't work out, don't feel like it'll never happen. Renew your mind. Renew your mind to the point to where what enters the mind that God says is trash, what you shouldn't consider, get it out your mind. Get it out your mind so that you can stay focused, so you can have an anointed mind that everything he tells you to do this year when this year ends, you'll be one of the ones, one of the few ones. We hope it's more, but you'll be able to check that off and say, hey, we got that done. We finally paid that off. We finally accomplished such and such. The business is finally up. Come on, somebody. I said, come on, somebody. This is the close. Come on. Come on. We need to get happy about it. Folk been laughing at you about your little vision. They've been downplaying it, but you're getting ready to walk in it. But you're going to have to have an anointed mind to see things through. We ain't starting stuff this year that we don't finish. Christ didn't start anything that he didn't finish. Are you with me? And if that's the mind that I have, and if that's the mind that you have, whatever God allow us to start, he will empower us to see it through. And I want to tell some of you, what he has laid before you, it is not going to just fall out of the sky into your laps. This is the reason you need an anointed mind. Are y'all with me tonight? Look at somebody and say, I think, I think 
is a Christ-minded We pray that church. you are blessed by Let's today's all stand message. And Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.